الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم اهدنا الصراط المستقيم صراط الذين أنعمت عليهم غير المغضوب عليهم ولا الضالين وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أصحابك النجوم بأي مقتديتم اهتديتم أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم موسس بكر أغلاء الكرام Brothers and elders, something that Allah Ta'ala has made a part and parcel of every mu'min's life, every day of his life, numerous times in every day of his life. And that is the recitation of Surah Al-Fatiha. His salah will not be complete until he recites Surah Al-Fatiha. And he recites Surah Al-Fatiha in every rakat of every salah. So during the course of one day, there will be dozens of times that he will recite Surah Al-Fatiha. So this is something that has a very deep message, deep lesson in it. But the aspect that we wish to concentrate on is the last part of the surah. In the beginning Allah Ta'ala commences this with Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. All praise is due to Allah Ta'ala who is the Lord and the Rabb of the universe, the nurturer of the universe. And Allah Ta'ala is the most merciful, most beneficent, Maliki Yawmiddin, the master of the day of judgment. And then, Iyaka na'abudu wa Iyaka nasta'een. Ya Allah, you alone do we worship. Because Allah Ta'ala alone is the creator, He alone is the sustainer, He alone is nourishing us. Allah Ta'ala has given us our existence. Allah Ta'ala is has is the one that granted us every single thing that we possess, every breath that we breathe. So Allah Ta'ala alone is worthy of worship. And when He is the supreme controller and owner of everything, then Ya Allah, you alone do we seek help from. Thereafter is this universal dua. And this dua which is Necessary for every mu'min to make daily. Obviously he's going to recite Surah Al-Fatiha daily, repeatedly. And therefore this dua he has to make every day. And the dua is, اِهْدِنَ الصِّرَاطَ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ Allah guide us to the straight path. Guide us to the straight path. What is the straight path? So the straight path is obviously the path that Allah Ta'ala has described in the Qur'an Sharif. Because without following the Qur'an Sharif, a person can never reach Jannat. But together with the Qur'an Sharif, Allah Ta'ala sent down the Anbiya alayhi salatu salam. And finally with the Qur'an Sharif, Allah Ta'ala sent down Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam to teach what is in the Qur'an Sharif. So this is the straight path. The path that is in the Qur'an Sharif and the path that Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam has taught and directed. So this hidayat that we are asking for, اِهْدِنَ الصِّرَاطَ الْمُسْتَقِيمِ This hidayat, Allah Ta'ala, from the very beginning of the time when Adam came, from that time, Allah Ta'ala has placed these two arrangements in place. 
for the hidayat of mankind. One is Kitabullah, the book of Allah Ta'ala. So from Adam Ali Salatu's time, there was the book of Allah Ta'ala. There were these sahifas and the scriptures that were revealed to Adam Ali Salatu's And then all the various Anbiya Ali Salatu's from time to time, there would be those who would be given scriptures. The major books are the Torah, Zabur, Injil. And finally came Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And when he came, the Qur'an Sharif was revealed to him, it was part of his responsibility to teach the Qur'an Sharif. Allah Ta'ala says in the Qur'an Sharif itself, that لَقَدْ مَنَّ اللَّهُ عَلَى الْمُؤْمِنِينَ إِذْ بَعَثَ فِيهِمْ رَسُولًا مِنْ أَنفُسِهِمْ Allah Ta'ala has indeed favored the believers. Allah Ta'ala sent to them a messenger from among them, from humankind. It wasn't some angel that came that they can't relate to. It was somebody from insan. Allah Ta'ala sent a messenger to them from among themselves. What is the duties of this Rasul of Allah Ta'ala? Yatlu alayhim ayati. He will recite the ayat of the Qur'an Sharif to them. So one is the recitation of the ayat, which is also refers to the da'wah towards Allah Ta'ala. By means of reciting the ayat, Nabi Islam invited them to Allah Ta'ala. And also the very words of the Qur'an Sharif, reciting it. So in our context, the maktab and those efforts that are made to teach the children how to recite the Qur'an Sharif, teach adults how to recite the Qur'an Sharif, is all included in this. But apart from the recitation of the Qur'an Sharif, there's a separate function and a separate duty that Rasulullah performed. It was yatlu alayhim ayatihi wa yuzakkihim wa yuallimuhumul kitab wal hikmah. That he would purify them and he would teach them the Quran Sharif. Teach them the kitab and hikmah. Now teach who? Teaching those people whose mother tongue was Arabic. Teaching those people who were at the height of mastery in the Arabic language. There wasn't a period of time where eloquence and mastery in the Arabic language was to that extent as it was in the time when Nabi was sent as a messenger among the Arabs. So there were people who were masters of the Arabic language. Nobody in this time and age can come even close to their mastery. And yet Allah Ta'ala says that Nabi Wasallam's responsibility is also to teach them the Qur'an Sharif. What does the Qur'an Sharif mean? One ayat of the Qur'an Sharif was revealed regarding fasting, when fast will commence, when it will end. So Allah Ta'ala says, حَتَّى يَتَبَيَّنَ لَكُمُ الْخَيْطُ الْأَبْيَضُ مِنَ الْخَيْطِ الْأَسْوَدِ مِنَ الْفَجْرِ ثُمَّ أَتِمُّ الصِّيَامَ إِلَى اللَّيْلِ That you may continue eating and drinking at night. And when will this continue till, when is the, what is the deadline? Until the black thread becomes visible from the white thread, the difference. You can make out the black from the white. So that much of light has appeared. Now one person took it literally. And he put one black thread and one white thread and now he's waiting to see when can I work out the difference. But now that will be something that also could be affected by the weather conditions. If it's a very, very cloudy sky, so the light won't come so quickly. It might be that the sun would be totally covered by cloud. So now how are you going to make out? So in any case, he did not manage to make it out easily enough until it was quite advanced in the day. Meaning the time of Fajr had already come away. 
So he came the next morning to say to Rasulullah this is what happened, but I couldn't make it out. He says, you missed the point. Inna visadaka la'areed. You missed the point. This is not referring to te- literally taking a thread. This is referring to the darkness of the night and the light of day. When true dawn appears, when true dawn appears, now the fast has commenced. Now there was a clarification required, even in that time. And Nabi Wasallam's function was this clarification, this explanation. In the Quran Sharif itself Allah Ta'ala says, وَأَنزَلْنَا إِلَيْكَ that we reveal this Quran Sharif to you so that you will explain to people what we have revealed to them. Now Allah Ta'ala sent Rasulullah Wasallam. this was the system of Rijalullah. The people of Allah Ta'ala. One was Kitabullah, the book of Allah Ta'ala. Together with the book of Allah Ta'ala, there was always people of Allah Ta'ala that explained the book of Allah Ta'ala. And wherever somebody tried to separate these, they decided to go to the book of Allah Ta'ala without taking the explanation that came down from the people of Allah Ta'ala. Then this was a sure recipe for deviation. This always led to deviation. And a person going far off the track of deen. Now Nabi Wasallam was the last messenger of Allah Ta'ala. No Rasul to come after him. So who is going to be the Rijalullah thereafter? Who is going to explain the Qur'an Sharif? So after Rasulullah sallallahu Nabi himself appointed the Sahaba as Rijalullah. That in one hadith Nabi sallallahu says to some Sahaba themselves that iqtadu billadhaini min ba'di Abi Bakrin wa Umar. If I'm not around, if I leave this dunya, you follow those two Special people after me, Abu Bakr and Umar, radiallahu anhumah. On the one level, they were given the highest pedestal in the Sahaba. Then on a more wider level, the Khulafai Rashidin. Tamassaku bi sunnati wa sunnatil Khulafai Rashidin al Mahdiyin. Now in the Quran Sharif where we had been discussing Suratul Fatiha, Allah Ta'ala says, Ihdinas sirat al mustaqim. Guide us to the straight path. And as we explained, the straight path is a path of the Qur'an Sharif and the path of Sunnah. So now the explanation of the straight path, the very simple and easy way in which it could have been expressed was, Sirat al-Qur'ani wa rasul What is the Sirat al-Mustaqim? The path of the Qur'an and the path of the Rasul of Allah Ta'ala, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And that is the Sirat al-Mustaqim. Moving one inch away from it, one centimeter, one millimeter away from it, will lead a person off the track. So that is the sirat mustaqim But how does Allah Ta'ala describe it? Sirat al-ladheena an'amta alayhim. That Allah guide us to the straight path, the path of those whom you have favored. And who are the people whom you have favored? In another ayat Allah Ta'ala Himself gives explanation. Minan nabiyyin. From the Anbiya alayhi salatu wasalam. Then there will be a time when there will be no Anbiya. After Rasulullah wasallam, no Nabi to follow. Was Siddiqeen. And the path of the Siddiqeen. And the Shuhada and the Salihin. So in Surah Al-Fatiha, daily we are reciting Surah Al-Fatiha and making dua to Allah Ta'ala. Ya Allah guide us to the path of Sirat Al-Mustaqeem, which is a path of people. Allah Ta'ala gave the reference of people. 
that you have to follow some people. The path of people whom Allah Ta'ala has favored. And in the first era of Islam was the Sahaba Ikram. So the Khulafai Rashidin, Nabi Islam says after the Abu Bakr and Umar, follow the way of the Khulafai Rashidin. Tamasaku bi sunnati wa sunnati al Khulafai Rashidin al Mahdiyin. Tamasaku biha wa addu aliha bin nawajiz. Hold very firmly onto it. Then making it even broader for the rest of the Ummad. That Nabi Islam says in one hadith, Satafariku ummati ala thalati wa sabina millatan, kulluhum finnar. That my ummah will disintegrate in seventy three sects, groups. And kulluhum finnar, every one of these groups will end up in Jahannam illa millatan wahida. Except one group. Out of 73 groups, 72 headed for the fire of Jahannam, one group headed for Jannat. This was a cause of great concern. That only one group, which is that group? How are you going to know which group to follow? So the Sahaba immediately asked, Which is this group? Nabi Islam says, That path on which me and my Sahaba are on, that is the group that will lead to Jannat. Those who follow the path of me and my Sahaba, that group will lead to Jannat. So after Nabi Wasallam was the Sahaba Ikram, without following the Sahaba Ikram, a person is going to lead to deviation and destruction. So this is the essential way that this is going to be till Qiyamah. That a person will follow the path of people who have followed those before them who were rightly guided. In Bukhari Sharif, Imam Bukhari Rahmatullah, now the Sahaba then left. There were no Sahaba around. Imam Bukhari Rahmatullah quotes the student of Hazrat Abdullah bin Abbas, Imam Mujahid. He was his special student, his khas student, who spent years in his company and learning from him. So Imam Mujahid Rahmatullah, Imam Bukhari Rahmatullah quotes his statement in Bukhari Sharif, giving us that lesson and telling us this is what we have to do. What did he say? Naqtadi biman qablana wa yaqtadi bina man ba'dana He says, we follow those who were before us. Who was before us? The Sahaba Ikram. Because they were rightly guided, we follow them. And those who will come after us will follow us. Why? Because we followed the Sahaba Ikram. So this is the system that will continue. This is a natural system till Qiyamah. And this is a system in every field of life. That there is a textbook, there is a teacher, there is a lecturer. There is no field that a person is given any certificate, is allowed to practice because he learned from the best textbooks on his own. Because self-study is a recipe for destruction. No person will give his house to build to an engineer who says, I'm an engineer by self-study. I went through more books than all the engineers have studied. They studied for five years, I have read books for 15 years. But nobody will take a chance with such an engineer who didn't go through the process of being tutored by experts, who then vouch for his expertise. Nobody will go and take have his heart surgery done by somebody who says, I studied through Google. Nobody will take a chance with that. 
So always this has been via people who have been tutored by those who had expertise in the field. And this is the system that Allah Ta'ala has placed also. The deen will come via people of deen. And when a person deviates from this, he starts off with self-study, he ignores the sahaba ikram, takes their tafsir out of the equation. What is the need for this? This is something I can do my own thing. So what will be the end result? One person was traveling by plane. So one professor was sitting, sitting next to him. This person was very eloquent in Arabic. Somebody who had studied whatever. So now the meals came around. And this was something confirmed not halal. It was some meat. This professor Saab opened that and started eating. So this person said to him that this is haram. How can you eat it? He said, oh, who told you it's haram? See, the Quran Sharif says it's halal for me. How does the Quran Sharif say it's halal for you? Allah Ta'ala says, فَكُلُوا مِمَّا ذُكِرَ اسْمُ اللَّهِ عَلَيْهِ That you eat that which Allah Ta'ala's name has been taken upon. So when I opened this packet, I said, Bismillah. When I opened this container of food, I said, Bismillah. When I said, Bismillah, I'm going to eat now saying, Bismillah. It's halal for me. So now if you extend his argument, then some animal that died its own death was not slaughtered also. Later on one was slaughtered in the wrong way, slaughtered without Bismillah, something that died its own death. That too be halal, read Bismillah in it. Everything will become halal, read Bismillah in it, Karim will be halal. Now what happened? He ignored the Sahaba Ikram, ignored all the Mufassirin of the Ummat, he became the Mujtahid of the time. So where is leading to? Eating clear haram. And the reason for this is not taking the path of people who have been guided and through this unbroken chain up to Rasulullah Whereas what that is referring to is that animal which has been slaughtered with the name of Allah Ta'ala. That animal which has been correctly slaughtered where the name of Allah Ta'ala was taken, you may eat from that animal. Don't eat from such an animal upon which the name of Allah Ta'ala was not taken. Uh, he extended it to anything. Bismillah is all halal. But what is the, where the starting point of the deviation came? Ignoring the Sahaba Ikram. What is their tafsir of this? The Mufassirin who learned it from them. And through the ages as it came. So this is the very dangerous thing. When we take our own path and decide to do our own thing, this leads to this deviation. Many years ago in 94, there was an article in the magazine called The Economist, titled Islam in the West. And the whole very lengthy article running into some 50-60 pages. And very lengthy story, in between there was one chapter, which was that how is this going to come right, that there is no democracy in the Muslims. How is this democracy going to come? So how will this democracy come? Three things. One is that this interest system they are still trying to avoid. They must accept it. Now this is how it will happen. That we must chop Islam. Cut it off in so many corners. Not corners, entire pieces out. So now this interest system must become fine. So somehow this has to be brought into the Muslims. In whichever way, somehow, rightly, wrongly, Rightly, it can never be obviously, meaning changing the name somewhere, whatever the case is, make it look right, though it is wrong, or somehow just make them, make them accept that interest now is fine. Any case, that's one subject on its own. The other thing, that the segregation of men and women, 
This must break down. Women must have equal rights. Equal rights meaning they must also all be in the workplace. They must also all be slogging double jobs now. One is at home and in the workplace also. There must be equal opportunities for men and women. What does that really mean? That women must be degraded from their position. And they must be tasked with a double job. And all the fitna must now carry on in the workplace. And the children must get neglected. And there must be commercialized upbringing. Because now every child will have to be in some paid upbringing. And commercialized upbringing brings up commercialized children. And then the third thing was that this monopoly of the scholars. Now this is the same story to talking about the scholars now, but break it completely. Ignore from the Sahaba till bottom. The monopoly of the scholars must now be broken. The scholars must demonopolize. And every sane adult has independent judgment. So he must be taught and allowed to use his independent judgment. So why doesn't he use his independent judgment when it comes to engineering? He's a sane adult. He must be able to build his own house without any engineer. He's a sane adult. He must be able to treat his medical, his physical illnesses on his own via Google. Why isn't that allowed? He's a sane adult. He has independent judgment. Why doesn't he fight a case where there's a charge of murder against him? Fight it on his own. Why does he need an attorney? Why does he need an advocate? So all these things, independent judgment doesn't work there. Come deen, Quran Sharif, then every person is a mujtahid. Every person has independent judgment. And every person, whether he understands one word of Arabic properly or not, he must exercise independent judgment in the Quran Sharif. Why? Because they want this whole thing to break down. Because once every person becomes his own judge, and every person becomes a mufassir of the time, then every person will lead his own way. Like this person eating in that plane. Any haram is also halal now for him. So this is the very crucial thing that we will always be requiring, our, and this is not something that any monopoly of anybody. This is a natural system that Allah Ta'ala has made in the dunya. In any field, this is not something restricted to any one part of deen, or this is something common in every facet of life, that it only works in this manner. So this is something that we will not be able to gain correct guidance in any other way. Just to finish off on Ibrahim Nakhai Rahimahullah, you open Bukhari Sharif and you'll find his narrations filled in it. And he says that when people used to come to acquire deen, now we're talking about Ibrahim Nakhai Rahimahullah, among the teacher Imam Bukhari Rahmatullah anhu, how they acquire deen from him. Nazaru ila samtihi wa ila salatihi wa ila halihi thumma akhadu anhu. They would first observe what is this person's, his manner, his conduct. How does he perform salah? What is his general condition in deen? Does he appear to be a Muslim also? He might be speaking Arabic very eloquently, but his face doesn't appear like the face of Nabi Wasallam. His dressing is the dressing of the West. And he's talking Quran and Hadith. What Quran and Hadith is going to teach? So they would see his condition. Ibrahim Nakhai Rahimullah is saying, they would see his general condition in deen. They would see how he performs his salah. They would be very, very selective about who they took the knowledge of deen from. And after they were satisfied, this person is somebody who has a link up to Rasulullah via his tutors who were also linked up. And he is somebody who is practicing correctly. 
then they would only take the knowledge of deen from him. And nowadays a person is ticking and asking Mufti Google for anything, who's giving something from the other side, he knows nothing. Something comes up on WhatsApp, and it's now that is law. And anything and everything goes, the end result of this, any book he picks up, because this Quran ayat's quoted in that book, so it's fine. Whereas how it's been quoted, what is the explanation being given? Is this from the Sahaba Ikram? Is this against what the Sahaba Ikram have said? No idea about it. But because it's a very nicely written book, very well presented, very nicely articulated, and Quran ayat all over the place, so it's fine. It must be good. Whereas often if these books, and this is normally the case, if it's ignoring the way of the Sahaba Ikram, ignoring the way of the Aimma Mujtahideen, and the Mufassirin of the Ummad, then this is a path to deviation. So we have to always stick firmly to the way of the Qur'an and Sunnah via this unbroken chain that Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala has made this natural system. And it came from Nabi Islam to the Sahaba Ikram, from the Sahaba Ikram to the Tabi'een, then to the Tabi Tabi'een, and to every era through the scholars of the Ummah. And by following in their footsteps, inshallah we will be rightly guided, we will be saved from the deviations of nafs and shaitan, from the wrong ideologies, from the incorrect, incorrect aqidah and beliefs, and from incorrect practices, and inshallah we'll reach Jannah safely. Allah wa ta'ala give us a tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wana alhamdulillah.